Hey guys, what's up? Maybe, what are, what are you guys doing this weekend? Are you going to see Thor? What is it? Love and Thunder or God of Thunder? Whatever that movie is. I I may, I don't think I'm going to see it. It's getting some really mixed reviews. Maybe I'm going to wait till it comes out wherever it's going to come out. Was it Disney Plus, et cetera, et cetera. But I have one movie. I have actually, I've been seeing a lot of movies. My head's sw- swimming. But for the purposes of this Flick City installment, I have a movie, a crime drama slash heist thriller called Take the Night, which may be of interest to you. Okay, it hits theaters July 8th. So but if you don't want to see Take the Night in theaters, in your local theaters, or if it's not playing in your, in your neighborhood, you can wait till July 12th, where it's going to be available on demand and on digital. I had the pleasure of interviewing Seth McTee, who is the writer, director, producer of Take the Night. And it's a very ambitious project for I don't know how much you made it for, but it looks like a movie that was made for, I don't know, a couple mil. It looks good. There's a, there's a car chase scene. There's some, some really good performances by actors who I've never seen before. They're all good in their respective roles, including Seth. Anyways, here is the, the quick plot summary of Take the Night. It centers on two Asian brothers. One of them is, one of them's really responsible and one of them is very irresponsible, just beyond belief. Okay. And what happens is the irresponsible brother, um, that is Roy Huang. He plays this guy named William. William's very irresponsible and he thinks up some really stupid ideas. This idea, this idea is, will take the cake. Okay. William hires just some mysterious man named Chad. Chad is played by Seth, the aforementioned Seth McTeague. William hires Chad to fake kidnap his responsible brother, the responsible, his responsible brother, his name's Robert. So William hires Chad to kidnap Robert as Robert is celebrating his birthday. Now, Robert is the, pretty much the pride of the family. He's the one who's keeping the family afloat. These brothers lost their father recently and they come from an affluent family. Now, it, Bottom line is if something happens to Sam Lee, again, played the character is Robert, played by actor Sam Lee. If something happens to Robert, it's not going to be good. Not going to be very good because he is the backbone of this entire family and he's keeping the company afloat. But anyways, that does not matter to William who decides, yeah, it would be fun to play this really ridiculous prank on my, on this, on my brother and have him kidnapped, fake kidnapped by Chad and his various friends and associates. So that is a premise of Take the Night. What happens is the fake kidnapping occurs, but to Chad and his close friends and associates, they they pretend it's going to be a fake kidnapping, but it actually becomes their way of absconding with money and maybe, who knows, Bitcoin or watches and various valuables from this family. So there, there you go. That's the dynamic of the heist thriller. So what what's interesting about Take the Night is First of all, I really enjoyed the what what was done with the money. Whatever that low, it's a low budget film, but it doesn't feel like a low budget film. It feels like a really that there, there was some budget actually thrown in the production. You know, there's a, a really interesting chase chase sequence, and I'm thinking, how do they have the money to do this? I should have actually asked Seth McTeague during the interview. I also like the backstories of. The quote unquote good people and the bad people, the criminals and the victims, you get to really get a deep dive on what their respective motivations are. On a very selfish level, me being Asian American, it was great to see two Asian leads in the film. And I, I addressed that to Seth during the interview. 
And yeah, was, and they both do, do a really good job. I I liked that this movie, even though it is a heist thriller, it is not noisy and flashy and exploitative and there's, it's not gory, but it's still exciting. So it reminds me of like like a Michael Mann heat film, obviously not as big because of that budget of heat and the stars, but this is something that's very, that's very interesting to see if Seth McTeague after Take the Night gets more money to do these kind of broad canvas, really interesting genre films. And it would be interesting to see what he can do with a bigger budget. Because right now with a limited low budget, he was able to pull off Take the Night. It, it works as a genre film and it has some really interesting twists behind it as well, which I appreciated. And I like the interplay, the interdynamics between all of the characters, whether it be the people who are constructing the kidnapping, the quote unquote bad folks and the criminals, or, and also it, it really shows the intricacies behind the relationship between the brothers. So yeah, I, I ended up being surprisingly positive about, about Take the Night. I do recommend this film. And here's the thing. For our Patreon subscribers, I'm going to put up my just very quick spoiler comments discussion of Seth McTeague. He talks about the ending of the movie, and I'll I'll actually post up my take on the ending of Take the Night as well towards the end. I have my own thoughts regarding about where it went, but after Seth McTeague answered the ending question, I I really liked where he went with with the ending of Take the Night. I had my own alternate view. And I'll also talk about that on the video this weekend when I post it up on our Cinematics Patreon. Okay, so there's a bunch of movies that I'll be covering in the next several days. I'm going to be seeing Anderson, our buddy Anderson next week. We'll be doing another Cinematics for the middle of the month and we still have to work on our Patreon as far as our Patreon bonus episode as well. Also, Seth McTeague, very interesting person because he grew up in Queens. I have a bias towards in New Yorkers and New York films, uh, New York filmmakers and movies made in New York. Some of my favorite films are actually made in New York. And my aunt still lives over in, over in Queens as well. And I, I mentioned we, we talk a little bit about New York, New York during the interview as well. And yeah, I mean, I, I think on another flick seat, I'll, I'll actually recount some of my adventures, miss or misadventures in the 1990s when I would do I would fly to New York on press junkets and cover these big studio films. I'd be put up on a, what is it? What do they call five-star hotels? Like all these five, or do they call it four-star or five-star hotels? Anyways, I'd be set up in hotels on Park Friggin' Avenue and spend the weekend or maybe even three or four days there doing all of these really interesting press junkets. I'm thinking right off the top of my head, Adventures, uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Clockers from Dust Till Dawn. I, I stayed, I stayed at hotels right across the park. Those were really nice days in my twenties when I was working for Westwood One back in the day and back in the nineties. Radio roundtable, radio journalists like me would be flown flown to different parts of the U.S. and sometimes even Toronto. I one time I went to London. All of these stories I will recount down down the road on the cinematics feed. That's when my life was a little bit interesting. But now I live through the adventures of others, uh, like Seth McTeague, who is actually a really lively interviewee. And it, it, yeah, look, whether or not you love Take Night, listen to this interview. He has a lot of moxie, a lot of character. Really, I really loved how he went. He basically battled against all odds to make Take the Night. 
And at the big, on the baseline level, Take the Night is a very entertaining and engaging film. And I really loved the, the, uh, where the ending took us to. So we'd love to hear what you think of this movie or this interview, et cetera, et cetera. Hit me up on editor at deepestdream.com and all that stuff will be in the show notes below. And of course, Anderson at andersoncowan.com if you want to contact obviously my better on that. So anyways, take the night. Give me your thoughts. If if I'm completely wrong or if I'm stupid or whatever, or tell me if you like Seth, all that stuff. I need human contact. I need people to talk to you other than this mic, this microphone that actually doesn't have a, a microphone popper, which I need to put on. And I'm blabbing. Here is the interview with Seth McTeague, writer, director, producer, actor, everything for Take the Night. Take care, guys. Love y'all. Bye. So what you got planned for your big day? Nothing, I guess. Come on, man. It's big two five. I don't really care about any of that. My brother's birthday's in two days. We're gonna throw him a little surprise party. Gonna need you all there. You in or not? Full payment in cash. We'll forward the job. It's a fake kidnapping for a surprise birthday party. It's not a drug deal. Target CEO of Robert Chang. I know that family got back. First we secure him, then we go for a safe. And uh, <laughs> you don't have to be gentle with him. I can't wait to see the look on his face. Surprise! Where are you? We don't want any complications. Bitcoin, man, we gonna turn it up. It's like millions, bro. Escape from the trunk. What? (laughs) Call the cops. This is it for me. I thought that we were all in this together. Put your hands up. It's about to get crazy. What are you gonna do? Fix your screw-ups, like I always do. Robert! No! Seth, yeah, obviously. Hey, hey man. Obviously, there's a cast and crew involved. They're all doing hard work. But when you put writer, producer, actor, and I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you did the the catering as well. I don't know how many (laughs) jobs you had. How in the world, Seth, were you able to – do you have the Calm app on your iPhone? What do you do to just alleviate your stress because you're wearing – I mean, you're not even wearing many hats. You're the you're the actual manufacturer of the hats on, on this project. How, do you, how, how did you do it? Yeah, so. It's funny. I mean, if, if people only really knew that things kind of, you know, things – you know, like post-production was a little bit uh, of a rough patch – I pretty much also hired everyone in post-production. So it's like, if people only knew that, like I, like I did way too much, I, I will say it for certain. And I, I hope that I've proven that I can do something good and, and I can do less on the next one, but I, I'll do as much as I got to do to make my movie. But yeah, for sure. It's, um, I'm a, I'm a high energy person. You know, I like to get things done and, and I'm a firm believer. If, 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 if someone's not going to do it for you, I'm, I'm going to do it for myself. So yeah, I, I just, I just, I just, I don't know how I stay calm. I mean, it's, it was, it was hard. It was hard. I mean, I would just say exhaustion, like I'm really tired at the end of the night. So I have to sleep, but also like, 
if like my, my character's in really good shape in the movies, I'm also like eating super healthy and working out every morning before going to set. It's just like, I don't really feel, have the energy to do that, but I'm doing that. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Uh, maybe I will download the com app since you suggested it. <laughs> you know, with take the night, you could have, as a filmmaker, as a director, Seth, you could have easily made this a guilty pleasure heist thriller where it's just take, it's just a superficial look at the genre and it would have worked. It still would be fine. But can you just talk about going deeper into the story and why, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of something like Michael Mann's Heat and Thief. It, w- growing up, were you really influenced in the heist genre? And But then you realize there's a lot more behind the curtain that you wanted to explore, like these previous films I mentioned, and not make it just a superficial entertainment. Well, yes, 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 yes. I've seen all those movies and, and I love Christopher Nolan. And I think his movies are on some really deep psychological but he also goes into like inception. The thing that people won't even think about is the relationship between Leo and his wife in the movie and like how like that really pushes the story forward and like really makes us empathize with Leo's character. Cobb, you know, it's, it's really at the heart of it, like a love story. And then that really pushes things forward. Um, it makes you really want to see what the character. So yeah, I, I've never, I don't like surface level stuff, you know, and, and maybe when I was younger or whatever, but I think the deeper stuff is really connects you with the characters, those little moments in the movie that for people, when they see it, they'll know. And it just kind of hits them. Even me, when I watch it and like, and I'll be seeing a scene and they're like, wow, it hits me. Like, Oh, wow. Oh, that, that connects with me. And I know if it connects with me and I've seen it a hundred times, I know it's connecting with someone else. Cause it's, it's human. Like these movies where everyone's just dying and this and that it's cool. At the end of the day, people want to sometimes just check out. They want to have fun. And they want to enjoy it. And I'm not going to sit here and bash anybody's movie. What I'm saying is I want something deeper. And and all, all my concepts sound like surface level, kind of tacky, comedy thriller-ish type movies. But they're like my next one, if I told you the title of the next one, you'd be like, oh, that sounds like a comedy. But it's not. Like there's really deep layers and it gets really dark in moments. But it but it's still a, a good, fun movie and, and and things are happening. Yeah, when you were writing this idea about you know, the importance of family and bonds and ultimately accountability, accountability, did those themes work your way just from page one or did you grow into just evolving the story? Because I really loved how the family element dynamic and accountability really plays an important part of your, your narrative. It evolves. You're a boy and you become a man and, 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 and you go through things and I'm one of eight kids. So a big thing that would keep coming up in, in, in drafts, like, why why are all these grown men living with their brothers? Like, well, because I'm a grown man. I live with my brother. Like, people just, like, didn't understand. Like, that's weird. Like, why are these rich guys living together? And it's just like, if I become rich, I would be more than happy to move in my brothers. Like, it's just, it's just how I am. You know, like, of course, being from a big family and and – there's just so many dynamics, you know, the way you're raised, the the, the, the the things that you're interested in. It's just really important. And I just think that's what really makes the movie. Like, I think people are going to like see the trailer, hear the concept. And they're going to, I hate to say it, even for my own movie, I think a lot of people are going to just automatically say, oh, this is going to be surface level cheesy. And I really do hope that people are pleasantly surprised, you know, because I, I just, I just hope so. On a selfish level, I've been doing this for over thirty years, and it's great to see whenever, whenever a narrative has two Asian actors pretty much at the forefront. I mean, is is that another cool part of you as a filmmaker? Because you're you're doing the casting, you can actually have really a 
diverse cast in in your narrative and is it also cool that now that it's not a maybe it's, it's still a big deal but this would have been a huge deal back in the 90s you, you see what i'm saying but how yes. important yeah how important was it for you just to actually have diverse casting in, in your film which i really appreciated um so first of all i i want to say that it definitely makes me feel good that like you know certain communities feel good that they're feeling represented you know, um, I will be honest that that wasn't necessarily my goal. Like, you know, my, I'm not like, as you can see in my movie, it's, it's I'm not like a socially conscious filmmaker. I, I just want to make a good movies that I like. And if, and if that affects people in a positive way, and obviously I'm all for that, but I'm from Queens, New York. It's, it's statistically the most diverse place on earth. So these people are based off of friends and family like Todd is my brother Todd and my character Chad is my brother Chad and you know like you know like they're they're based off of people I know like 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 the, like like the 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 guy that came up, I brainstormed this idea with two friends one of them was Asian and he played the guy we kidnapped so guess what he's the guy we kidnapped in the future so like I just think it feels natural because it is natural. This isn't force. This isn't like, okay, the quota, we got to put these guys here and those guys there. We have to make sure we make every community happy. It's like, if you actually do it organically, it's not going to feel forced. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I don't personally, unless someone's playing a sibling and just, you know, and they have to be a certain thing. Like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it, I don't like I'm not like like there's a role in the movie that we thought was going to be like an old white guy and he happened to be a black guy. I don't like I don't as long as you're the best for the role, I'm I'm happy. And once he was, once I decided he I was going to be Asian, obviously then I Chinese. Uh, then I then put like little tidbits in there that Chinese people would see and appreciate. And obviously they have to see the movie and see it, but there are little things that I was aware of, like little. You know, like cultural things that normal people, like a white guy or whatever, would know about, but they're going to see it. And they're going to appreciate, like, oh wow, he, he he did some homework on our culture. So once I made that decision, I'm going to respect the culture and and do it to the best of my ability. You know, so I speak speaking of culture, my my aunt to this day, she lives she lives over in over in Jackson Heights, and that's where my mother and father met, and I. I I didn't say I, I lived in Queens for about a couple of years when I was a kid, when I was five or six. But I, this question will probably you'll take an hour to answer. But just just from the top of your head, organically, how did growing up in Queens really influ- influence you as a storyteller? I mean, I'm sure that's very hard for you to answer. No, I mean, that's that's I mean, look, that's a great play. It's a great question. I mean, like, if you're from not from New York, then then, then you just don't know. Like, there's just like, you know, people probably wonder why people from New York are so obnoxious and this and that. Like, you you just don't know. Like, just 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 hopping in a car and going for a ride. It's just it's it's an extreme experience. Like, people are going to be beeping. People are not going to let you get into the lane. They're gonna everything is aggressive in New York. It's it's just it's just like it's just, it's just that type of place. So when you see the movie and you see the characters and they kind of got like this you know, like the Shannon character and he's like, kind of like, you know, he's aggressive. And then the Todd character and, and like, that's just New York. There's just New York grit and it's, and it's cool. And there's culture and there's, and like you said, there's diversity. Like, I mean, if I was from Nebraska, maybe the characters would be different. You know what I mean? Like, but these are based off of real people, real friends and real characteristics. Like I can't help the people that I know and grew up with, like, you know, and, of course, it affects me in every way. Like I, I, you know, sometimes hate New York, but I, I also love it. And 
Yeah, Queens is literally statistically the most diverse place in the world. So, I mean, where better to grow up to get to know all different types of cultures? I mean, literally, just on my block. I mean, I can point each direction. Just in my block, it's all different people. So it's like, it's amazing. Like, just, it's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know if there are cheat codes to this, but I, I know 20, 10, or 30 years in the future, you're going to be in some college and you're going to be talking to students on how in the how in the heck were you able to actually get this uh, project mounted? Just right now in the present, what is the key element for you? Because when people understandably complain like, oh, I didn't grow up in, a, I'm not, I didn't grow up in a, a rich family. I didn't grow up the son of a film professor or, or a producer. What was the key for you just to do all of these things and big dream, these big dreams where, you, you know, odds are against most people of doing it? Um, I just think that's the person that I am, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll die before I give up. I just like, like I'd rather fail a thousand times and not try. Like I, I remember my older brother's friends, like when I was an adult and that we were hanging out talking, they're like, man, you were so odd. I'm like, uh, as a kid, I was like, okay, why? So you're like, like, you know, cause I'm, there's five boys in my family and I'm the youngest. So like, there's the older, two cooler ones and then my older two brothers are more normal. And then me, who's, you know, the artist, whatever. So like the older ones would bring friends and then the two middle ones, the two ones right above me would be hanging out. And they're like, Oh, your, your brothers would be hanging out with us. And you'd be walking around the backyard, looking up at the star at the sky. And like, I didn't know this about myself. You know, like I just, it's cool when you hear these things that how you were as a kid before you even know your own nature, I just dreamed big, man. Like I thought I was going to be in the NBA. I practiced like crazy. I didn't make the uh, the high school team in 10th grade. I was so mad. I practiced like crazy. I came back. I didn't make JV in 10th grade. I made varsity in 11th grade. And what? I wanted to be better in 12th grade. So I bought jump soles and I worked out every day the whole summer. I never had a trainer. I never like, I've, I've literally always done everything myself my entire life because, you know, when you have eight kids, your parents don't actually have enough time for each of you. So you learn to just be really independent. So I just I'm like extremely independent. I'm going to the park by myself every day, playing basketball. So the same with the movie, man, like it's so hard to make a movie, but you just keep going and keep going and keep going and just promise yourself that you won't give up on yourself because if you give up on you, then I can assure you that everyone else will too. Superficial question. What position did you play in basketball? And are you a lifelong Knicks fan? And cause I'm as a lifelong Clippers fan, I, I understand alcoholism. So I just want to, you know, for you, just those questions. You haven't seen my movie if you asked the question about the Knicks. So I'm not even going to answer that. Oh, but I did. I, I did well, see then, it. If you heard the derogatory comment, then you know I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm, I miss uh, a derogatory comment thing. Well, he said, he said, he said, um, he said when he was like, um, your opinion doesn't matter. He said, why? Because you're a Knicks fan. Obviously, insinuating <laughs> that the Knicks aren't good. I shouldn't <laughs> be saying too much out loud, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> so listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. It's not that I'm not a Knicks fan. Like, I'm not a hater. I'm a player fan. I grew up loving Michael Jordan. And honestly, right now, my favorite player is Steph Curry. So I want to see him succeed. I, I, I don't know. The concept of being for a team is cool, but it's not for me. Like, they're the New York Knicks, but they're not from New York. These guys are from everywhere. They're all over the world. So it's just like, I guess I'm supposed to support it because they're in New York. I support the players I like. I love Jordan. I supported Jordan the Bulls at the time. I like Curry. 
I'm super happy he won. You know what I mean? Like, and for me, Curry, I'm always for him because he's like the same eight, literally same year born, same height, same weight. I always tell people like, I'm Steph Curry, just like he's like a thousand times better than me, just like a thousand times better. Yeah. Uh, final couple of questions, Seth. Just wondering, right off the top of your head, can you name one of your all-time favorite films, and what is it about this specific movie that still resonates with you? Memento. I mean, that's, I don't even have to think. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's Christopher Nolan's second feature. It's his first bigger budget feature. It's so incredible. If you haven't seen it, it's the, this, the movie goes backwards. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I did, I'm so old, I did the press junket. So I'm, I'm that old. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, I'm so jealous. Um, I, I, I just love that movie. What a passion. I love Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan is is the reason why I admire him so much is he does these big concepts that like could easily come off cheesy and tacky, but he makes them deeper and darker. And that's what I want to do. I want to do these bigger concepts that, that you think are all oh, cheesy, but I want to make them deeper and darker and more personal. So you can connect with Memento is just a work of art. Everyone I meet, I say, you have to watch it, man. I would like, I would tell you to watch that before you watch my own movie. I am not biased to my, self at all you need to watch memento people if you're watching this please go watch it right now and you'll thank me yeah Seth, my how about question. you hold on how about you what's your favorite movie uh, i love this movie I, i'm a big hitchcock fan so i love vertigo citizen kane i'm one of those yeah and i love i love your guys like scorsese and sydney lumet all those films from yeah. new york and before you before you go in the next couple of weeks after after all the promotions done and after you see all the reviews and hopefully your film does well and everything I hope they're good Yes, pina coladas on the beach for about a couple of months. Or are you ready to? Are you just so amped that you're gonna take the camera, hit the ground running, and for for another project? Where, where will you? Where was your mind gonna be? <laughs> so okay, so this is the craziest summer of my life. On May thirtieth, it was my girlfriend's birthday, and I proposed to her in Hawaii. And my movie is coming out on July eighth, and we're getting married on my birthday, August fifth, in St. Thomas. So. I don't. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a celebration. I don't really destination wedding, destination engagement, movie. Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's no time for chill. I'm living life. I'm living life now, and I think that's the celebration that I'm having at this point in my life. I have a movie. I'm in love. I'm getting married. Yeah, I'm 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 blessed, man. I'm I'm just super blessed. Yeah. Really enjoyed your film, Seth. Thank you so much for your time. Also, great. You mentioned Nolan. I saw a lot of that, that kind of flourishes towards the third act. Really great job editing uh, on that, on your narrative as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be waiting for your review. Okay. Okay. Eyes out. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Take care.